505 on a Thursday morning, the 18th of January already. Welcome aboard. Dave Schumacher here. Zach's over there, and my computer's talking, wants to be part of the show as well this morning. Um, I don't know why you keep calling me, Zach, just because I'm, you know, I guess when is guy supposed to get any sleep around here? Yeah, your beauty sleep. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. yeah, I know. Boy, that's the first morning that's happened in a long time. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Maybe I've. I never set the alarm. I guess maybe, maybe I should. Uh, but anyhow, I don't know. But anyway, always glad to hear that phone ring at, you know, 502. Three minutes to five, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, where are you? Uh, I'm on my way to work. So anyway, <laughs> we're up and going this morning. What's the temperature outside? I didn't even get to look. I'm reading uh, 30 in Maryland Heights. I actually left. 30? The, yeah, I left the house this morning. And I was like, hey, it's it's not too bad out there when it's, you know. When you've been dealing with zero degrees and yeah, negative five yeah. and yeah. not yesterday too bad. Was, yesterday afternoon turned out to be a pretty nice day. Yeah. Uh, had an opportunity to kind of get out, get some things picked up, turn the stock out, and let them back out into the sunshine. They were happy to see the sun as well. But there is more cold weather and possibly some rain on the way. We'll get that forecast for you coming up in just a little bit. We'll take a look at what's going on in the overnight trade. First, we need to get to the newsroom. What do you got, Zach? Yeah, good morning, everyone. As we said, 30 degrees outside at 5, almost 5.07. Weather and sports are coming up next. But first, here's what's happening now. A Missouri man who spent nearly 28 years in prison until a judge determined he was wrongfully convicted filed a lawsuit alleging the St. Louis police officers, quote, detained, arrested, and framed him for a murder he did not commit, end quote. Lamar Johnson seeks unspecified damages in the lawsuit filed yesterday in U.S. District Court in St. Louis. It names the city of St. Louis and eight police officers. Johnson was convicted of killing a friend over drug money dispute in 1994, but maintained his innocence from the outset. Former St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner filed for a hearing seeking Johnson's release, and a judge ruled in February that the conviction was wrongful, freeing Johnson. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey files a suit against what he calls unconstitutional EPA emission standards. Bailey on Wednesday joined a 25-state coalition in filing suit against the Environmental Protection Agency over a rule that will impose what they call burdensome emission standards on the states without congressional authorization. In the lawsuit, Bailey asserts the EPA has exceeded its statutory authority under the Clean Air Act by forcing states to submit emissions compliance plans under so-called impossible conditions. He argues the action is arbitrary and abuse of discretion and not in accordance with the law. He is asking the court to declare the rule unconstitutional. Mayors from major cities around the country, including St. Louis, are coming together to call on the White House to issue a final rule prohibiting menthol cigarettes. KTRS's Jill Enders has the story. The mayors who are in Washington, D.C. this week for the 92nd Winter Meeting of the Conference of Mayors will share their firsthand experience about how menthol cigarettes are harming their communities and call on the White House to end its delay and issue a final rule. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones is among the mayors joining this effort. Now, back in June, the U.S. Conference of Mayors adopted a resolution supporting the elimination of menthol cigarettes and other flavored tobacco products. The mayor's call for this action comes on the heels of the administration's recent delay in issuing a final rule to prohibit menthol cigarettes. 
Now, organizers say this decision came after the tobacco industry and its lobbyists met with top White House officials. Jill Enders, KTRS News. The South Carolina House is debating a bill restricting medical care for transgender minors. And KTRS's Jim Fairchild reports that the debate comes as a slew of like-minded proposals received discussion in a Missouri legislative committee. Missouri's Republican legislative leaders have said that LGBTQ plus related bills are not a top priority this session after lawmakers last year passed a partial ban on gender affirming health care treatments for minors and limits on what sports teams student athletes can join based on their birth assigned sex. Still, a Missouri House committee is debating a slate of anti-transgender legislation, including a measure to apply the ban on gender-affirming health care to all minors and to repeal its 2027 expiration date. Other legislation under consideration would regulate public school bathroom use and define male and female in state laws as being based on a person's sex assigned at birth. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. The Illinois Department of Aging is seeking nominations for the 2024 induction class of Senior Illinoisans Hall of Fame. The awards honors the accomplishments of Illinois residents aged 65 or older. Nominations must be submitted no later than June 1st. Other nominations are also accepted, provided the nominee was 65 or older and living in Illinois at the time of death. Submissions may be made online at ilaging.com. Illinois.gov. Time now is 5:11. Taking a look at your KTRS forecast today: cloudy with a high of 37 degrees. Tonight, light snow possible up to an inch with an overnight low of 17. And tomorrow, light snow possible in the morning hours. Much colder, back down for a high of just the mid-teens. It's currently 30 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to the sports desk, St. Louis City SC and Como have an agreement in place that would send Nico Giacchini to the Series B of the Italian Soccer League. According to the Athletic, City would receive between 2 to $4 million for the attacking player who scored 10 goals just last season. The Blues will be without forward Casper Kapanen for the next four weeks as he deals with a lower body injury. The note hits the road tonight to take on the Capitals in Washington, D.C. Alabama men's basketball coach Nate Oates has been reprimanded by the SEC for shoving Mizzou sophomore forward Aiden Shaw in Tuesday night's game from Tuscaloosa. The reprimand does not include a suspension for the Tigers. They are back on the floor Saturday night against Florida, 6.30 pregame here on the Big 550. Coming up tonight on the Killcoin Conversation and the Big Sports Show, hear from Ollie Marmol, Fox Sports' Tom Rinaldi, and Battlehawks head coach Anthony Recht. It all starts at 6 right here on KTRS. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America. God bless America. That I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans, white with foam. 
remarkable cows. And wherever we go, it's a fabulous show. Oh, you know we are cows. That's right, we're cows. Uh, five fourteen on this Such Thursday morning. They've taken the rain out. Zach, we're for, I thought this was uh, a chance tonight. of snow tonight. Oh, tonight. Tonight. Mm-hmm. Into early tomorrow morning. Right now, they're just calling for about an dusting to an inch. <laughs> so, but then right. that that temperature drop at, drops back down for the next uh, two days. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, right. Yep. Yeah, that wintry, wintry mix and a slight accumulation. How many of those have we shoveled mm-hmm. over the years? Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, we'll take it. And, then, boy, I mean, way out there. They're talking about some 50s way out. Where did, where did I see yeah, that? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, end of next week. We could touch. A week from today, yeah. 56. Yeah. So, That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Well, that's all right. Tonight it'll be 9. <laughs> yeah. So <it's laughs> 9.56. It doesn't matter. Just hang around. It'll change one way or the other. That's yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Ah, there you go. Well, it was one of those days in the markets yesterday. This this market just has no. We talked about it yesterday with Rich Nelson. There's just nothing out there, no news to turn this market anywhere but down. Front month corn futures end at one to two and a half cents lower again yesterday. Uh, March uh, futures printed an eight cent trading range on the day. They were everywhere from down three to up four. USDA announced a. Private sale of 126,000 metric ton of corn to Mexico. Uh, other than that, really not much. Brazilian firm uh, announcing a new ethanol plant in Mato Grosso. They're going to kind of pick up the numbers for uh, production of ethanol. That'll use up some more of their corn there. Uh, Brazil's Egg Rural reporting the first crop of corn harvest at uh, 5% finished, with the second crop planting at about a half a percent done. Uh, production estimate for combined first and second corn crop output for 2024 is 114.1 million metric ton. March corn closed at 442, down a penny. May closed at 453, down a penny as well. Over on the overnight, we're getting a little of it back. March is up two at 444. May is at 455. That's up a penny and three quarters. September new crop, 469. That's up a penny and a quarter. December's trading at 476. That's up a penny. Over on the bean trade, well, it was a crash and burn there yesterday. There again, just plenty of it to go around. Uh, weekly export inspections for soybeans reported at 1.26 million metric ton. That was up from the previous week, but well below the 2.1 a year ago for the same week. European Union reported soybean import reached 6.3 million metric ton through the 14th of January. That is 100,000 metric ton ahead of last year's pace. AgRural reported Brazil's soybean harvest at 2.3% complete. Uh, that compares to about a half percent at the same time last year. That group uh, dropped their expected Brazilian crop to 150 million metric ton. Private analysts from uh, Cape Co anticipates uh, Paraguay's first crop bean harvest to come in at 9.5, uh, citing El Nino rain patterns there affecting their crop. March beans closed at 12.05. That was down 21 cents, May down 20 at 12.18. Over on the overnight trade, we're getting a little of it back, kind of a normal reaction after a big break like that, March at 12.13. That's down seven and three quarters. It made a run down to the $12 mark. It was at 12.03 at one point. Did uh, come back 10 cents off for the overnight low. Uh, May's at 12.25. That's up seven and a quarter. 
November trading at 11.95. That's up six. In January, back over the $12 mark at 12.03. That's up six cents a uh, bushel as well. Over on the wheat trade, it was a quiet day yesterday. March was about a half cent higher at 582, but July was down three at 602. Over on the overnight, March is off another half at 582. And July, new crop at 601, down three quarters. December wheat at 627, down a penny and a half. USDA has forecasted another record for global corn production this month with the numbers that came out last week. But what's behind the latest upward production adjustment? Rod Bain with the U.S. Department of Agriculture files the report. The news for world corn production per USDA's latest forecast. U.S. and China, the two largest global producers, record production in each of those countries. Our nation recording a 2.8 million ton corn production increase month over month. And China expected to produce almost 12 million tons more than the previous estimate. With that, total global corn production per USDA is expected to be over 1.2 billion tons. Global corn production is also record large. The January world corn production forecast included one notable adjustment downward. Brazil, where we reduced our corn production forecast by 2 million tons, and that reflects expectations for the second crop corn. Planting down there is just beginning, and given relatively weak global prices, we expect that have the effect of reducing Brazil's acreage somewhat. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. So there is plenty of corn out there to go around. Five, almost 520 on this Thursday morning, the 18th of January. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, take a look at the livestock. And yesterday on the show, we had uh, Rich Nelson from Allendale on, and we talked about the grains as well as cattle. This morning, we're here with what he has to say about the pork market, all coming up right after this. I'm Scott, the owner of Solid Fire Pits. When I began welding my custom-made fire pits for friends and family, I shared them on TikTok because I was just so proud of them. Check it out. That's beautiful. I posted every new fire pit design, and more people kept ordering. From 26 states and counting. Then on my birthday, I had my best sales ever. Now how can the universe beat that? Solid Fire Pits is just one of the 5 million U.S. businesses that rely on TikTok every day. TikTok sparks business. The cost of education can be a burden. That's why Missouri's Most 529 program was created. To help folks save for their loved one's education. Contributions to most 529 accounts grow tax-free and are eligible for a state tax deduction of up to $16,000. Families can save for K-12, college, trade, or technical schools. To learn more, go to MissouriMost.org or type Most 529 into your search engine. Sponsored by the Missouri State Treasurer's Office. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Dan Lang. Join me every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 on the Big 550 for Animal Talk, where I talk about everything regarding dogs, cats, and other domestic animals. Topics include nutrition, training, medical checkups, special guests show up now and then, and, of course, I'll answer your questions. 
So join me every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 for Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS, the Animal Talk of St. Louis. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 522, we'll have that forecast for you in just a minute. Run over to the livestock trade from uh, cattle futures finished off the lows yesterday and ended the day in the black. April contracts saw a range of anywhere from down 82 to up 78. Feeders were 87 to 95 cents higher at the close. USDA had no cash business for the week through Wednesday. Cash trade uh, remained light uh, last week, some 172, 173s, but nothing yet this year. And the Oklahoma feeder cattle auction was closed uh, this week due to some winter storms out there. Some of the packers were closed as well. Uh, They're having trouble moving livestock with this cold weather and uh, ice on the roads. Bloomberg survey respondents expect NAS to show a 2.2 larger January 1 herd uh, for the 1,000-plus head feedlots on uh, the trade that comes out on Friday. Uh, that implies 11.93 million head of realized. December placements are expected to be between 8.5, uh, to be up 8.5 to down to, uh, down 2% below December of 22, with the average at down 4.5%. December marketings are expected to be down by almost 1% in the Catalan feed report. The wholesale box B prices were 346 stronger in the choice, 304 higher in the selects, but the live trade and the board coming in lower. So there's getting to be a bigger and bigger spread between what they're actually what the what the board says they are uh, to bring uh, versus what they are actually getting at the plant. USDA estimated cattle numbers for the week at 341. That compares to 304 last week and 375 the same week last year. We continue to run a little behind due to the weather. February cattle closed at 173.10. That was down two. April managed to squeak out a 45 cent gain at 175.62. June at 172.80. That was up by 62. January feeder cattle up 87 at 228.42. And the March feeder cattle at 229.77 up 95 points. In the uh, pork complex, traders trying to decide where they want to go there. We did see a little bit of strength on the board yesterday. We were up as much as uh, 67 cents in the nearby. China's National Bureau of Statistics reported the 2023 pork output at 57.9 million metric ton. That was up 4.5% from 22 with a 3.5% increase on slaughter numbers. Pork cutout futures were 67 cents higher on the day. USDA's national cutout value at 87.96. Uh, numbers for the week, uh, 1.32 million head. That compares to 1.31 last week and 1.39 the same week last year. And there, too, weather affecting the movement just a little bit. February hogs closed at 71.45. That's up 67. April closed at 77.97, up 40. And the February pork cutouts at 85.37 up 67 points. Well, as we said yesterday, Rich Nelson was on the show. We talked about the uh, uh, the grains as well as cattle. We ran out of time, but we did talk a little bit about the pork and where he sees that going. Go around. And that sure is right. You know, the pork story has got a little worse on the processing end. You know, for the cattle, it was a western corn belt issue earlier last week, but not a late last week major impact. For the hogs, they were hit on the west early on and then the eastern corn belt later on in the week. We have a processing backlog, which 
Friday we thought was 400,000 head. We saw that they didn't process the numbers expected on Saturday. So right now, the processing backlog is about 580,000 head. So not the worst situation, but certainly a little, a little uncomfortable in the very short term. Hogs are backing up. This weather's got things slowed down at the plants. Uh, 527, it looks like they might get a little bit of a thaw out here uh, today before the cold weather moves back in. Let's run over to the weather desk. What do you got, Zach? 30 degrees outside right now. It's going to be partly sunny today, high of 37 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures drop back down to single digits, low tonight of 9 degrees. We could see some snow late tonight into early tomorrow morning. Right now, they are just calling for a dusting up to one inch. Windy tonight as well. Also, that one's going to stick around through the day tomorrow. Wind gusts as high as 30 miles an hour starting late tonight and continuing throughout the day tomorrow. Partly sunny on Friday. It will be a high of just 15 degrees throughout the day, mostly cloudy by Friday night with a low of 4 degrees tomorrow night. Again, that wind is going to be about 30 miles an hour, and that wind chill will be in the negative, so it will be a cold one tomorrow night. Saturday, cold, high of 17 degrees and a low of 7 on Saturday night. Then for Sunday, it's going to be partly sunny, high of 29 degrees. On Sunday night, it'll be mostly cloudy. Then late, we could see a wintry mix as temperatures drop down to a low of 25 degrees. That freezing rain is going to continue into Monday, high of 36 degrees, and a low Monday night of right at freezing, 32. Right now, they are calling for that wintry mix to continue throughout the day on Monday and into Monday night. On Tuesday, rain likely, high of 43 degrees throughout the day on Tuesday. Chance of rain overnight Tuesday night as well, cloudy with a low of 37 degrees. And on Wednesday, rain likely again, but we warm up even more with a high of 48 degrees on Wednesday next week. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. So we're going to go from a hard winter to spring all within about four or five <laughs> <Yep>. days. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, then they wonder why everybody's nose is running. Uh, so uh, 27 degrees here in rural Belleville right now. The winds are coming in out of the southeast at three miles an hour. Uh, sunrise at 716 and sundown this afternoon at 506. Looks like uh, visibility is at 10 miles as we get started. 528, we'll take a break. We'll come back with some news and the corn report right after this. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're here for all of life's wins. Like when you get a new car, or a new boat, or a new driver, or when your son moves out, but your mom moves in, or you find out you're expecting again, or when one rental property turns into two, then 20, or you realize they're all in Tornado Alley. Life is full of life events, so call your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance agent or visit mofbinsurance.com to find an agent near you, and we'll make sure you have the right coverage for each of life's wins. Basement with a Y. That's basement E. It's basement T. Basement E. It's basement T. Oh, basement T. Basement T. I get it. That's the basement waterproofing and foundation repair experts at Woods Basement Systems. Right. The all things basement T experts at Woods Basement Systems will provide you a free estimate and dry up that wet basement and fix that cracked foundation. Call 800 388 9326 or go online to WoodsBasementSystems.com. That's WoodsBasementSystems.com. Here's our story. Tony and Denise, brother and sister team, born and raised in good old St. Louis 
started in 2009. More like 1959. Started our business in 2009 with the idea of buying in bulk in order to save you money. Our sales staff will educate on products and features that are most important to you. We can offer top brands like GE at the lowest price every day. Come by and visit any of our four showrooms or shop us online at theappliancediscounters.com where our, our savings, savings are your savings. savings. Dig out those dancing shoes. Dancing with the St. Louis Stars is right around the corner. Join Independent Center for one of the most star-studded nights of the year at the Ritz-Carlton on January 20th at 6 p.m. Help in the fight to destigmatize mental illness by donating to the cause and by voting for your favorite dancer. And if you can't join the event in person, be sure to catch the live stream. It's all happening at independentcenter.org forward slash dancing. Catch Dancing with the St. Louis Stars, presented by Emerson, January 20th at 6 p.m. ABC News, I'm Brian Clark. Single-digit wind chills and winter storms have almost 80 million people in the U.S. under some kind of winter weather alert. ABC's Andrew Dimbert says this cold snap has been deadly, linked to at least 37 deaths since Sunday. Among the victims, a man in Wisconsin dying of hypothermia. Three people in Oregon also dying of hypothermia as parts of the Northwest face heavy snow and ice. Attorney General Merrick Garland's in Uvalde, Texas, where today the Justice Department's report on the police response to the 2022 school shooting will be released. The Senate set to vote today on a short-term government funding deal that would avert a shutdown. And the U.S. military Thursday struck Houthi rebels in Yemen for the fourth time in less than a week. Continued retaliation for Houthi attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea. And Donald Trump, the Republican frontrunner, went to New Hampshire after he spent the first part of Wednesday in a New York City courtroom for a civil trial to determine if he owes money for damages. This is ABC News. Thirty degrees outside at five thirty-one. I'm Zach Bining, KTRS News. A Missouri man who spent nearly twenty-eight years in prison until a judge determined he was wrongfully convicted filed a lawsuit alleging that St. Louis police officers, quote, detained, arrested, and framed him for a murder he did not commit, end quote. Lamar Johnson seeks unspecified damages in the lawsuit filed yesterday in U.S. District Court in St. Louis. It names the city of St. Louis and eight police officers. Johnson was convicted of killing a friend over a drug money dispute in 1994, but maintained his innocence from the outset. Former St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner filed for a hearing seeking Johnson's release, and a judge ruled in February that the conviction was wrongful freeing Johnson. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey files suit against what he calls unconstitutional EPA emission standards. Details from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. Bailey on Wednesday joined a 25-state coalition in filing suit against the Environmental Protection Agency over a rule that will impose what they call burdensome emission standards on the states without congressional authorization. In the lawsuit, Bailey asserts the EPA has exceeded its statutory authority under the Clean Air Act by forcing states to submit emissions compliance plans under so-called impossible conditions. He argues the action is arbitrary, capricious, and abuse of discretion and not in accordance with the law. He's asking the court to declare the rule unconstitutional. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. Mayors from major cities around the country, including St. Louis, are coming together to call on the White House to issue a final rule prohibiting menthol cigarettes. KTRS's Jill Enders has the story. 
The mayors who are in Washington, D.C. this week for the 92nd Winter Meeting of the Conference of Mayors will share their firsthand experience about how menthol cigarettes are harming their communities and call on the White House to end its delay and issue a final rule. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones is among the mayors joining this effort. Now, back in June, the U.S. Conference of Mayors adopted a resolution supporting the elimination of menthol cigarettes and other flavored tobacco products. The mayor's call for this action comes on the heels of the administration's recent delay in issuing a final rule to prohibit menthol cigarettes. Now, organizers say this decision came after the tobacco industry and its lobbyists met with top White House officials. Jill Enters, KTRS News. Secretary of State Alexei Janelius is suggesting a New Year's resolution for Illinois motorists ditch the DMV. The Democrat announced expanded online services for the, quote, skip the line, do it online program. Offering routine drivers and vehicle registration services on the web saves taxpayers time and reduces historically lengthy queues at the state facilities the secretary has dubbed the DMV. Mail and telephone transactions are also available. The expansion includes a website portal where customers determine the exact service they need. New facilities have been set aside for services for seniors and instances in which renewal requires a road test. Interesting story here. Farmer Dave, the Illinois Department of Aging is seeking nominations for the 2024 induction class of Senior Illinoisans Hall of Fame. The awards honor the accomplishments of Illinois residents aged 65 and older. Nominations must be submitted no later than June 1st. Other nominations are also accepted, provided the nominee was 65 or older and living in Illinois at the time of death. Submission may be made online at ilaging.illinois.gov. Interesting. It's the KTRS News. The time is 535. We'll take a quick break and be back with Farmer Dave right after this. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie Voges. Looking for a new kitchen or bathroom? Call me, Anne-Marie Voges, a new co-host with the Inside Out Show and owner and designer of Anne-Marie Design Studio. Visit our website at annemariestudio.com. We can help you make your dream space a reality. We're a fine kitchen and bath boutique located in Wildwood. Our showroom phone number is 636-821-3395. And again, our website is annemariestudio.com. Let's turn your kitchen or bath into the dream reality with Anne-Marie Design Studio. Hi, I'm Rod Ferguson, host of Conversations with Rodney Ferguson, the show with strong opinions on a wide variety of topics. Join us Sundays at 3 o'clock on the Big 550 KTRS, brought to you by Crushed Red. Hey, business owners, are you stressed out over the daunting task of preparing your W-2s, 1099s, and tax returns? Hi, I'm Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor at Capital Advisory Group and the author of the number one best-selling book on taxes, Keep What's Yours. To start the new year right, I'd like to offer you a free tax analysis, so stop stressing. Give us a call at 636-394-5524 or you can visit us on the web at capitaladvisorygrp.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 537, wait a minute, Zach. Let's back up to that news story. The what The what award? Seniors what? It's the Senior Illinoisans seniors? Hall of Fame. Senior Illinoisan mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Only you gotta... I knew someone who is an Illinois, Illinois resident. resident. 
Yeah, you got to be sixty-five. Okay, I'm in. I, I I just barely get into that. I just barely made it in there. Uh, let's see. You got it. But then you said I was with you all the way until you said at the time of death. Now, no, you see, you can also submit someone who passed away. Oh, but they had to be at time of death sixty-five or older. I thought. I thought you had already had to pass mm-hmm. at 65 or older in order to be mm-hmm. eligible. For okay, no, back. Yeah, yeah. For no reason specifically, I just want to say it's ilaging.illinois.gov. Okay, for we'll no reason whatsoever, just in case we have a listener that wants to nominate someone. Yeah, if anybody knows mm-hmm. anybody from Illinois that might yeah. be over 65 and who has been outstanding and, and you know, been really worthy uh, of such an honor for mm-hmm. the state of Illinois. I just live here because I have to. Uh, and I don't guess I, I don't even guess I really have to. I could, I could move out. Ah, uh, there you go. If you know somebody, what's that? What, what's that site? Where are you going? I l aging dot illinois dot gov. All right, there you go. I'm not campaigning. I'm just we're just throwing it out. You just happen to think of someone. Yeah, if you think of someone that you think might be worthy of such an award, keep that in mind. Uh, 538, Zach, uh, let's see, since you're not quite 65, you're going to have to work a little while longer. Uh, what, what what do you got weather-wise? Uh, it is overcast and 30 degrees outside right now. It will be partly sunny today, high of 37 degrees. We are expecting some snow late tonight into early tomorrow morning. Temperatures are going to drop back out tonight. Low of 9 degrees tonight. It's also going to be windy tonight. And through the day tomorrow, wind gusts as high as 30 miles an hour. Partly sunny on Friday, high of just 15 degrees tomorrow. Looks like by tomorrow afternoon, it will turn mostly sunny as temperatures continue to drop. Low of 4 degrees tomorrow night. Cold on Saturday as well, high of just 17 degrees. It will be clear throughout the day, though. Low of 7 on Saturday night. And for Sunday, it'll be partly sunny, high of 29 degrees and a low of 25 on Sunday night. Could see a wintry mix Sunday night into Monday. Freezing rain likely throughout the day on Monday with a high of 36 degrees and a low of 32 on Monday night. Rain continues on Tuesday with a high of 43 degrees and a low of 37 Tuesday night. Then for Wednesday next week, rain likely again warming up to a high of 48 degrees. That's latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, we'll take it. Currently showing 25 degrees here. Sun up at 716, sun down at 506. Winds are coming in out of the east at 3. That's going to switch around and start pushing some of that cold air down from the north again. Visibility is at 10 miles. Humidity is down to 56% as we get started this morning. Well, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, yeah, they are accepting applications uh, as well. Only they're not nominating anybody. This is an application for the Continuous Conservation Reserve Programs. Gary Crawford with the U.S. Department of Agriculture has more on the sign-up dates. Thank you all for the Herculean effort on behalf of America's farmers. President Ronald Reagan signing the 1985 Farm Bill creating the Conservation Reserve Program, which paid farmers to put marginal lands into a long-term conserving use. And yes, CRP still going strong with some programs giving producers the option of applying at any time, so-called continuous CRP. And Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau says USDA is once again accepting offers from producers to enroll in the continuous CRP programs. And in order to make sure that all of the processes are done in time to start conservation measures on October 1st. People should have their applications fully submitted by July 31st. 
gives us the time we need to get everything in the queue. Under this sign-up, producers can enroll new land into CRP or re-enroll land whose CRP contracts expire this year. For details, contact your local USDA Farm Service Agency office. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Yeah, the FSA office is the great place to start if you're re-enrolling or you've got some new land that you think you might want to put into the program. It's 540, almost 542 on this Thursday morning. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with this week's Missouri Corn Growers Association's weekly update brought to you each and every week by the Missouri Corn Growers. Staple stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staple store. Most first responders return home at the end of their shift. Some don't. I was a widow, and how was I going to survive? How are my kids going to survive? Knowing that their husband and their father wasn't coming home. Since 1959, Backstoppers has been there to help the families of her fallen first responders. Backstoppers showed up, and they reassured me at that moment that I had nothing to worry about. On Thursday, January 25th, the Big 550 KTRS will salute Backstoppers' tremendous work. Please join us in supporting this important safety net for first responders in Missouri and Illinois. They're there in that moment of grief when you think there's no way I I can go on. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for supporting our fallen heroes and their families. The KTRS Backstoppers Radiothon is presented in part by Sapod GM Country, Moss's St. Charles, Triad Bank, Sonus Benefits, Hackett Security, and KTRS Cares. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. The Missouri Corn Update is brought to you by the Missouri Corn Growers Association and the Missouri Corn Merchandising Council. Hello, I'm your host, Michael Clements, and this week we talk with Kevin Buckaloo, Missouri Corn Grower Engagement Manager, about winter meetings and the upcoming legislative day. That's all coming up in just a moment. The Missouri Corn Growers Association has long worked tirelessly in the interest of today's corn industry because you're busy farming and raising a family. So we're at the table when you can't be. But like you, we can't do it alone. Our strength is in our members. Our strength is in you. Join us as we continue advocating for the American corn farmer. Visit mocorn.org and become a member today. Again, Missouri Corn Grower Engagement Manager Kevin Buckaloo is our guest this week. And, Kevin, not a lot of time for much field work, but a lot of work on the schedule this time of year for Missouri Corn. So can you get us up to speed on the winter meeting season? Absolutely. So uh, Missouri Corn every year, this time of year, we put on seven winter meetings around the state. Just an atmosphere that guys can talk and visit about how their year went and what concerns they have and visit with staff that are happy to be there. We always have a meal at those meetings. Another thing that we do while we're at those meetings, we'll always give a uh, brief update on where Missouri Corn's at, what we've been working on in the future here this year, policy-wise, Missouri Corn will be working on course to find a meeting in your district you can visit the events calendar on the missouri corn website that's smokehorn.org but kevin why is it important not only for growers to attend these meetings but for missouri corn to have these meetings in the first place so this gives us an opportunity to get in front of members and non-members 
and gives us an opportunity um, to talk about some policy issues, whether it's here at the state level or at the federal level. A couple of things that I can think of off the top of my head policy-wise at the state level here in Missouri that we're looking at is the BIP program, Biofuels Infrastructure Initiative Program, that retailers here in the state of Missouri can use to update infrastructure for higher blends of ethanol. It's been a great program for the state of Missouri, and really that program ensures people here in Missouri that if they're buying flex fuel vehicles, that they're going to have a station that they can use to take advantage of those higher blends of ethanol. Something else that we're looking at also is some eminent domain stuff here at the state level on wind turbines and solar panel fields. We've not had any problems here in the state with those companies wanting to use eminent domain, but we're being proactive to make sure that we get some legislative passed that uh, will keep those companies from using that eminent domain process to secure that land. Of course, we want our growers to know that it's their property, it's their farm. We want them to do what they feel is best for their situation. And so that's just a couple of general things I can think of off the top of my head that growers will get to learn about as they come to these meetings and they sit and listen to our presentations. And again, can talk with staff during the meeting and after the meeting to get more information on different situations. All right, let's talk about that legislative day and annual meeting coming up at the end of the month. What can folks expect that morning when they go to attend? Yeah, so we'll kick that annual meeting off. That comes up uh, January 31st at Jefferson City. Morning session discussing the different issues that we'll go to the Capitol and talk with our local legislators about. A couple of those that I just mentioned, there's a couple others. Kick that day off with an informational session and uh, a short meal, and then we'll get together, we'll break up into teams, and we'll head up to the Capitol and, and take some time to visit with those legislators about different policies that we're working on. Well, as we wrap things up, any other encouragement, uh, reminders for folks where they can learn more about these winter meetings and get involved? Yeah, so pay attention to our social media or go to our website at Missouri Corn. All these meetings are listed on there. You can pre-register to come to those meetings. It's always great to get you pre-registered. That way we have a head count for meals and things going on, and we appreciate everybody coming. Again, these meetings, whether it's our winter meetings or it's our annual meeting, this is an opportunity for our farmers, for their voice to be heard, for them to take time to let legislators at the Capitol know how they feel about different things. When we take farmers into the capital that's who they want to hear from so i encourage anybody and everybody to come out participate in these meetings especially come to annual meeting again they're january 31st jump on our website and you can get a lot of information right there all right kevin we're out of time thanks so much for joining us today thank you again that's missouri corn grower engagement manager kevin buckaloo our guest on this week's update learn more about those winter meetings on the missouri corn website that's mocorn.org Mocorn.org is where you need to go. And, Zach, I, I'll be down there for their annual meeting uh, in Jeff City on the 31st. And uh, for you that are corn growers in Missouri and have never done it, it you, you really ought to try and make plans to come to the annual meeting. It's a, a great opportunity. Uh, they break you into small groups. They have one of their people with your little group uh, to take you to the Capitol. They don't just dump everybody in the Capitol and say, go get them. Uh, they'll get you, they, they break you up by districts and they get you to the representatives that are from your district. And, uh, you'd be surprised, Zach, how these, how, how the politicians will, will, will take the time to hear from the farmers. 
because and they'll, first thing they'll say is, "Hey, we're glad you told us." You know, we're not mm-hmm. we're not farmers. We didn't we didn't know that. Glad you told us. Or what's your issue? What's your what do you you know what what what's your problem? What 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 do we need to do? What what is the the situation that you'd like us to do something about? Because in days gone by, and we've talked about this before, a few generations back, a lot of your politicians came from the farm, so they knew what was going on out on the farm. Well, generations have turned over, and very few of the politicians now um, have any any real ties to the farm, so they don't know what's going on out there. So this is your opportunity to come over, tell them, and and they're very receptive. And as I said, the corn growers do a great job getting people in the right place. They got a, one of their people uh, who spend a lot of time at the Capitol, uh, and they know their way around. They know how to get from where to the where and who to go see and who's on the ag committees and some of those situations. And it's a great opportunity. So if you're a Missouri corn grower, check it out. Go to mocorn.org and get out there and come on down to Jeff City. Uh, we'll be down there on the 31st covering that meeting as well and have for years we've covered that event. It's always a great time to be had by all. 5.50, time to head back over to the weather desk and find out about this uh, snow, rain, 8 degrees and 58, all in the same forecast. What do you got? (laughs) It's pretty close. 30 degrees outside right now, partly sunny today. High of 37 degrees, chance of snow tonight. Late tonight into tomorrow morning, low of 9 degrees tonight right now. That snow, they're just calling for a dusting up to an inch. It's going to be windy tonight and throughout the day tomorrow. Wind gusts as high as 30 miles an hour. Partly sunny to start the day tomorrow, then turn mostly sunny by the afternoon. It is going to be a high of just 15 degrees on Friday. Clouds roll in tomorrow night with a low of 4 degrees on Friday night. Cold on Saturday as well, high of 17 degrees with a low of 7 on Saturday night and for Sunday, partly sunny, high of 29 with a low of 25. Sunday night, a wintry mix could move in. Again, low of 25 degrees. Wintry mix and freezing rain likely throughout the day on Monday. We have a high of just 36 degrees with a low of 32 on Monday night. It's going to turn to rain on Tuesday as we warm up to a high of 43 degrees. Rain likely Tuesday night as well with a low of 37, and we warm all the way up to 48 degrees and rainy on Wednesday. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All subject to change by then. Uh, 25 degrees right now uh, in rural Belleville. Sunrise at 716, sundown at 506. Winds are coming out of the southeast at 3 miles an hour this morning, and visibility is at 10 miles. Just a little reminder, Saturday there will be a hay auction up at the Hamilton Hay Auction. So if you uh, need some hay or you've got hay to sell, uh, we've had a light run the last week or two due to the cold weather. So we are expecting a pretty good run this week. So if you're in the market for some hay or, as we said, if you've got some hay to sell, it uh, gets underway at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. You can go to HamiltonHayAuction.com is the website to get all the details if you've never been there. HamiltonHayAuction.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and take a look at Wall Street right after this. Your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and music director Stefan Deneuve explore musical fables, a performance featuring the timeless classic Peter and the Wolf, accompanied by the Academy Award-winning short film and Francis Poulenc's colorful Les Animaux Modernes, narrated by Broadway star and St. Louis native Ken Page, January 27th and 28th at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. 
Dr. Joseph Molaski here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. I'm Jennifer Blome. And I'm Wendy Weiss. Join us weekly this year as we introduce the Jennifer and Wendy Book Club presented by the St. Louis County Library. To me, reading is magic, and our book club can be your passport to mystery, adventure, anywhere your imagination wants to go. The 2024 Jennifer and Wendy Book Club will introduce you to local and national authors, events, and special programs. Presented by the St. Louis County Library. Every week on the Jennifer and Wendy Show, right here on the Big 550. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. American shoppers were out in force in December. The Commerce Department says retail sales jumped by a better-than-expected 0.6% compared to November. All told, holiday sales in November and December topped $964 billion. That's a new record. Investors, though, worry that robust consumer spending could mean delayed interest rate cuts from the Federal Reserve. They pushed the Dow Jones down 94 points to 37.266 yesterday. The Nasdaq and S&P each lost about six-tenths of one percent. The rate hikes of 2023 put a major dent in the balance sheet at Charles Schwab. The investment firm reported declines in profit, new assets, and deposits for the fourth quarter. Shares fell by 7 percent in morning trade yesterday. Losses moderated by the close. The bitter cold that's gripped the country for days has left some electric car owners feeling bitter about their purchases. EV batteries aren't as efficient in cold weather. Some drivers have found themselves stranded. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And it looks like the market's up about uh, 40 points in the uh, overnight trade as we uh, go into the day trade. That story about the, the batteries, are it's up 16. Now, uh, those electric cars and the batteries must have been quite a quite an issue through the cold weather yeah we were talking about that yesterday a little bit uh, there's just drivers stranded and yeah bad you got to wait hours for your battery just to get a charger it's been kind of a nightmare for some people so far yeah i mean darn. i guess they didn't take all that into consideration um they didn't figure on a nationwide cold snap at one nope. time i guess uh mm-hmm. when they when they built those cars and nobody thought about those batteries when they get severely cold Another issue that's kind of making its way into the news and and it concerns a little bit of the agriculture world is the Prop 12 in California, which is the uh, Proposition 12 is the one where no pork can be sold in California unless it comes from the the pork farms, the hog farms that meet the requirements of the latest Prop 12. Um, And there's two things going on. One, it's backing up pork out of other states that was going to California. And number two, California's running tight on supply of pork, and it's going to kind of be interesting to see at what point do the Californians say, man, maybe we shouldn't have voted for that thing. We're running out of pork here in our state. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. I was going to try and get a hold of somebody from the National Pork uh, Producers and see if they could give us an update on how that's working out in California. But I do know that some of the markets are starting to reflect it as we're backing up some uh, pork that would normally be going in to California. On the overnight trade, as we wrap it up, looks like the corn trade's about a penny and a half, two cents higher. March is up to two at 444. Was down to 441. Uh, May at 455. That's up one and three quarters. Over on the September new crop at 469. That's up a penny and a quarter. And 
December traded four seventy six. That's up a penny, and it's about uh, about a half cent off of the overnight high. Over on the bean trade, we're seven higher right down the board after some big losses yesterday. We were down as much as 21 in the nearby, getting seven of it back overnight. March 12, 13, that's up to seven. May's up seven. November new crop at 11.95, up six and three quarters as it's trying to make its way back to the $12. January's done it, 12.03, that's up six cents a bushel in the overnight trade. Over on the wheat, we're going to call it about even. July is trading at 6.01. That music means we are out of time. We're out of here. We'll keep an eye on the markets. Have updates at 10 and 12. Be careful out there. Have a great day. Have you seen this headline? I was gang raped in the metaverse. Let me start with this. It was nothing like a real world assault. I'm Kim Commando brought to you by NetSuite. If you run a business, visit NetSuite.com slash Kim today and get NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free. The woman making these claims to the Daily Mail is a psychotherapist by the name of Nina Patel. She even allowed the mail to publish her photo. The story is that while she was wearing her virtual reality headset, she was attacked, in her words, by four male avatars. She says they gang-raped her. Right. You know, in Meta's virtual world, the avatars float around. They have hips but no legs, and therefore they have no sexual organs. In Meta's virtual world, when you take the VR headset off... The VR world simply ceases to exist for you. So no, Ms. Patel was not raped. The only ones harmed are real victims in the real world of real violent crimes, of which Patel is not one of them. Enter to win a brand new $1,000 PC or Mac right now at commando.com slash win.